You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to another fabulous episode of Dear Multi-Hyphenate. I'm your host, Michael Kushner, and I'm so excited that you are joining me for this really special episode featuring Billy Porter. Billy Porter! I got Billy Porter on the podcast. That's pretty cool. This conversation is really awesome. Um, it is for any human being. It doesn't matter if you're an artist, but uh, it really is just, you know, uh, it's special. It's about knowing who you are and, and the and the and what you're worth and you know you'll hear about this in the episode but he left the he left performing for about 10 years and came back and won a tony and uh we go into that but the lessons in there are universal they're for everyone doesn't matter how old you are what you do i just hope you you take away with the take away you know so much from all the goodness in this episode uh you know, I will preface this. There, you know, uh, there is some technical uh, challenges in the episode. We recorded during a storm, so we both kept losing each other. And then, you know, we had to call in and in, in a phone, and there was a delay, and it's and it's not the best audio. But I I edited it to where I think it's 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 pretty good, and you know, you don't lose a single thing that he says, and. Um, Whenever I just want to say, because I, I don't really like interrupting, I don't mean to interrupt people, but there's a delay in when we could hear each other. So it might sound like I'm interrupting him at times. That is not my intention. Please know it is just because of a delay. <laughs> but we, you know, there's so many incredible things that we talk about, including his upcoming Black Mona Lisa tour, volume one. And uh, as I say in the episode, I'm going to post on social media, but I'll also mention them in my intro. And you can see the Black Mona Lisa tour, volume one, in upcoming cities like Seattle, Salt Lake City, Denver, San Jose, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Tempe, Austin, Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, New Orleans, Indianapolis, Detroit, Milwaukee, Madison, Minneapolis, Omaha, Chicago, Louisville, Pittsburgh, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, and Massantucket. Uh, so make sure you you catch uh, you catch the Black Mona Lisa tour volume one featuring Billy Porter in a town near you. The dates I'll post all of the details um, on my social media. So make sure you get your tickets now. Um, before we get into the episode, 
I just want to uh, mention that my book, How to Be a Multi-Hyphenate in the Theater Business, Conversations, Advice, and Tips from Dear Multi-Hyphenate is out now. Uh, I just, I was at the drama bookshop today and I literally watched someone purchase it, which was really cool. Um, that was really awesome, but, uh, they sold out of the book and they had to get more. So it, 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 it's selling well. Um, so if you're in the drama bookshop, there's some signed copies available and, uh, pick yours up now. Or if you can't get to the drama bookshop, it's available on the Rutledge website, Amazon, Barnes and Noble website. Um, so there's no excuse if you haven't gotten it yet, go get it. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? That's pretty much all she wrote. I had my bachelor weekend uh, two weeks ago, and it was so fun. My my party and I went to New Orleans, and um, there was some really spooky stuff that happened, which was really cool. There was uh, my friend Deanne and I saw the same ghost. Like we were walking together, and she um, uh, was she was she was to my right and all of a sudden I saw like this like old woman sort of like like not attack her but like I, I thought she was gonna and then just as soon as I saw her she disappeared and she was like out of the corner of my eye and everyone laughed and thought I was you know crazy and then I saw something that I wanted to take a picture of so I took a picture of it and the group went ahead of me and I went to catch up to the group and Deanne turns around and looks at me with this face like she didn't recognize me and she like shook it off and was like I, I you're not gonna believe me but you were just an you just were an old woman so we both saw the same person and in the hotel we heard you know knocks in the wall which was really cool and then we were doing a ghost tour and we were walking one direction and these two women in conversation were walking towards us. So we were passing them and they were in conversation. And right when we passed them, one of the women breaks her conversation and looks directly at my friend Josh and goes, I tried to warn them about you, Josh, and continues to walk away. And that was freaky. So New Orleans is magical. I mean, we it was so much fun. We had such an absolute blast and, uh, it was incredible. And now I get married in, you know, in two weeks from the day that I'm recording this episode. So I'm very excited. Um, I've also been seeing some great stuff photographing backstage. Uh, I just saw Kimberly Akimbo. Finally, I saw Bad Cinderella. I just saw Dancing. I just photographed backstage of Bad Cinderella, photographing uh, Grace McLean. You can check those out on my Instagram, at the Michael Kushner or at the Dressing Room Project. Uh, I also just photographed Dancing today, which those pictures will be out. Those are pretty, pretty cool. And uh, make sure you go see those shows. Support Broadway. No matter what you've heard, no matter what, like, just go see them. Form your own opinions. You never, you never know what you're going to get out of it, right? Like, it's just, it's... Social media is so toxic in that way. It's, you know, so many people form opinions and it and it and it just sort of snowballs, but there's there's so many great moments out there to take away from. Um you might find your new favorite song, you might see your new favorite performance, and you might meet your next favorite actor. Just go, go see stuff, go see stuff. And I had I had such a great time seeing Kimberly Kimbo and Bad Cinderella and Danson. So go, go, go see more. Get out there. Um, but yeah, okay. Let's let's get the ep- let's uh, get the episode going. Uh, thanks as always to Broadway Podcast Network. And if you like this episode, please comment, subscribe, 
you know, share, rate, follow on social media at the Michael Kushner at Dear Multi Hyphenate. And, uh, you know, tell your friends, your family, all that good stuff. Billy Porter is a Grammy, Emmy, and Tony Award winner. Porter began his music career in 1997 with the release of his self-titled, aka untitled, debut album, which spawned the top 10 bubbling under single, Show Me, and the monster ballad, Love is on the Way, which also appeared at the pivotal moment in the film, First Wives Club. He went on to release at the corner of Broadway and Soul in 2005, which I love that album, Billy's Back on Broadway in 2014, and The Soul of Richard Rogers in 2017, featuring Pentatonix, India Irie, Leslie Autumn Jr., and Cynthia Revo, among others. Porter scored his first number one with Love Yourself in 2019 on the U.S. Dance Club Songs chart. He followed that up with his 2020 reimagining of the legendary Buffalo Springfield anthem for what it's worth and a fierce collab with the Shapeshifters on Finally Ready. 2021 saw Porter covering Juliet Roberts' club classic Caught in the Middle for Red Hot and Free, which supports underserved communities afflicted with HIV and AIDS. He was also enlisted by multi-platinum international superstar Jesse J for I Want Love. And he delivered a magical turn on Earth, Wind, and Fire's iconic shining star as Fab G, the fairy godmother, in the 2021 remake of Cinderella. Porter is a veteran of the theater, Miss Saigon, Angels in America, Greece, and a two-time Tony winner, including Best Leading Actor in a Musical for Kinky Boots, whereas Bernadette Peters says Kinky Boots in 2013, and Best Musical as a Producer for A Strange Loop in 2022. He has also received a Grammy for the Kinky Boots official soundtrack in the category Best Musical Theater Album in 2014. Porter took home the Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series in 2019 for his work as Pray Tell on Pose, making history as the first openly gay man to do so. Time Magazine named him one of the 100 most influential people of 2020. Billy released his highly anticipated memoir, Unprotected, in October 2021. His directorial film debut, Anything's Possible, dropped summer 22 to much acclaim. And now Billy kicks off his next chapter in music, His First Love, with new single, Baby Was a Dancer, which arrived March 24th. Enjoy the episode. Thanks for being here, Billy. My pleasure. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm How are so, you going? I'm... I, I'm doing well. Mother has arrived. I'm so glad that she's here. I have wanted to talk to you for so mm-hmm. long. So I'm so excited that you are on my podcast, Your Multi Hyphenate, because you are one of the leading multi hyphenates in our industry. And how can I not have you on this podcast? Hello. Exactly. So what do you, before we start talking about all of the exciting things, I just got to say, you like, you have been in my ear for you. Okay. Of course you're so inspiring. We love you so much. You are, you know, one of the most, uh, the hundred most influential people you are, the, you, you, your accolade, everything about you is inspiring, but I gotta, I gotta say, you helped me learn how to dance. Like I went to French woods and peanut was my, was my dance teacher. And we danced to Sunday, your version of Sunday. And um, oh, you did? Oh, yep, we yep we did. And um, at the corner of Broadway and Seoul, and it was um, that's amazing. Yeah. So you know, you you helped me learn how to dance. You helped. So me you learn did a to... lyrical. Yes, we did. It was Peanuts Advanced Jazz, and uh, and mm-hmm. uh, you know 
half of those kids ended up on Broadway. So, you know, thank you for being in our ear and inspiring us and, and, and creating movement on stage with your voice and your musical choices. You are, we love you so much for that. I love that. Yeah. So thank okay. you so much. Of course, of course. So you are a multi-hyphenate. What to you is a multi-hyphenate? An artist or anybody who does multiple things. Yes. And does them well. Does them well. And I think something that you do that what I like to talk about with multi-hyphenates is that they cross-pollinate. The things that you do cross-pollinate. Yes. Your activism, your activism is in the art that you choose to do. Exactly. So like my art is my activism. Exactly. So like the storyline, like with Pray Tell on Pose, that is that storyline, that story is activism. It's activism that you. Yeah lead that you live that the people that you know lived you yeah. are bring, you are bringing those stories that is socially responsible artistry well i'm first generation post civil rights movement mm-hmm. um i came out in 1985 right in the middle of the aids crisis and we went straight to the front lines to fight for our lives it was Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, and the Actors Fund mm-hmm. that taught an entire generation how to activate. Right. So I was always activated. I had no other choice. I don't know anything else, right? So you layer that on top of the first 10 years of my career, which to me were, were a series of roles that were not in alignment mm-hmm. with my core purpose, calling, ministry. Like they weren't in alignment with it. Yes. I was in my 20s. You know, I was on my third Broadway show, which was The Teen Angel in Greece. I was <laughs> prancing around, you know, with 14 inches of orange rubber hair on my head like a little Richard Automaton on crack. <laughs> um, That's my vibe as well. Just kidding. That's you know, right. And while it was, and while it was fun. Right. And while it was a great opportunity and while I would have it no other way, mm-hmm. it was clear to me that as a black gay actor who had the kind of voice I had, there was no space for me mm. in the market mm. to play actual people, to play real people, to play three-dimensional characters that meant something. Right. I was actually shut out of even auditioning for those things. I remember you know, trying to audition for the uh, MC in that amazing cabaret revival and being told no wow because that's not the story we're that that's not the story we're telling so there was nowhere for me to go you know i mean if you're saying to me that cabaret is not a story about (laughs) um racism (laughs) and disenfranchisement (laughs) then i don't know where i go right And I actually sent the entire creative team and, you know, the the folks at Roundabout Books, a book that said, that's called Destined to Witness, Mm. Growing Up Black in Nazi Germany. Mm. 
Mm. And I just signed it, Billy Porter. We were always here. We're here. <sighs> we were there. We were, we're always there. You know, so pre-George Floyd, that's, that's the kind of shit I was going through. I love that you as just... As an artist. I love that you just said that because I I love Alan Cumming. I think he's wonderful, but this isn't a conversation about representation because he's not Jewish. So it's not like they found a Jewish. But actor. he's white. Right. Right. Exactly. He's white. That's all you have to be is white. Exactly. Had to be was white. Exactly. You know, and so I mean, there were many. There were mm. many things like that. Uh, 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 what was the, the, um, oh God, Norbert Leo, but wicked won the Tony for, oh, no, catch me. If you, uh, uh, it's dirty. No, rotten scoundrels. That, the one he won the, yes, dirty rotten scoundrel yeah. to play the Norbert Leo, but part. No, wow. no, unequivocally. No. Wow. You would have been amazing. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't have anything to do with my talent mm -hmm. and everything to do with the color of my skin. And to say it then was to be a hater mm. and to be qualified somebody that's hard to work with. Mm -hmm. You know, but the truth of the matter is I was shut out from shit. Mm. And so, you know, my shows were the chorus of, of Miss Saigon, which was great. That's my first show. Right. But I couldn't get a part. Right. They wouldn't cast me in a role. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't cast me as John because I was too young. They wouldn't cast me as, as, as uh, Chris, Chris because I was too black. Right. And I auditioned for the engineer. And Mitchell Lemsky, you know, the resident director pulled me aside and said, okay, you're the best. And there's no growth for you here. <laughs> so I'm just going to say it straight out. There's no growth for you here. Wow. And thank you for telling the truth. And within the first year, I had booked the um, standby for three characters in Five Guys Named Mo. Right. Great, fun, ain't really about nothing, though. Right. You see what I'm saying? And for a person who I had bigger dreams for myself, and to just be the black queen who can stop your show. You know, then I went to Greece, stopping shows. Then I went to Smokey Joe's Cafe, stopping the show. Mm -hmm. But not playing a human being. Every single mm -hmm. workshop I did, every single... I, I left a new brain. Oh, yes. You know that piece, right? Yeah, of course. I did all the workshops for that. Mm -hmm. I did all the workshops. Mm -hmm. And Bill Finn... You know, and I was playing a character, you know, big fat, the big black lady stops the show right. from the Martin Short. You know, I was, I was the first man to take that slot, mm. I think. I, I think historically on Broadway, I was the first man who sang like that, who stopped shows. Yes. I stopped shows because of my extreme singing. Yes. Which was normally given to black women. Right. So I found myself in this rut. And it was not fulfilling. And so I went to see Angels in America by myself in 1994. The theater butted up, the backs of the theaters 
of Angels in America and Greece butted up against each other. I didn't know anything about Angels in America. I go to see it, my life has changed forever. Wow. Believe. The character of Belize. Yes. Jeffrey Wright, unbelievable performance. The first time in my life that I had ever seen a black queer character who wasn't the butt of the joke and who wasn't to be reviled. Changed me. Wow. That is not only was he not the butt of the joke, but he was the spiritual and moral compass of the whole piece. And all those white people were swirling around him and he was the center pulling all of it together. It changed my life. And I was like, that's who I am. And I'm literally on the other side of that wall in Greece. No one will ever see me as human if I don't change something right now. And so I took myself out of the equation. Mm -hmm. And I demanded respect for my humanity. I demanded to be seen as a three-dimensional human being and the work dried up for a decade. That is incredible. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I have a follow-up question about that because, you know... I really am a proponent of the why, and here is a lesson of the why. You understood why you do what you do, and 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 that's when you started to discover it. But do you think, do you think that an artist needs to start out in a place where they just take whatever gigs they can get, or do you think they should start? You have out? to, yeah. You have to. It's not a choice. Mm-hmm. Art is a, being an artist as a freelance life. Mm-hmm. It's a freelance career. And when you're starting, you know, I mean, you, some people get real lucky. Yeah. And get to make choices and decisions. I was not one of those people. Right. So I had to take what was there. And when I didn't take what was there, I didn't have nothing to take. Right. You know, I went the road less traveled and I took all the hits and knocks and scars from that. I did not work in the mainstream commercial theater for 10 years. Hmm. Actually, more like 12 years, because when I did come back in 2010, ironically, in the revival, Mm -hmm. the first off-Broadway revival of Angels in America, Mm -hmm. that was my return. It took a decade to get the gatekeepers. Well, it took the first 25 years of my career to get the gatekeepers to understand that I meant business. Right. 
that I mean business, that I am a real actor. It took 25 years for me to, for, to, for me to convince folks to take me seriously. So then from there, that sprung board into Kinky Boots, which also is a character that you've never seen before. Never. We don't talk about that enough, I don't think. Yes. You've never seen a black drag queen in a Broadway show. Speak on the it. center and moral compass of the show. Mm -hmm. You never saw it before. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't cast me in La Caja Faux. Oh, right. Yeah. I couldn't get cast in La Caja Faux as Zaza. Wow. They weren't casting black people in that show. They weren't casting black people in Hedwig and the Angry Inch. They wouldn't see me for that show. So, you know, the reason I stayed so long, because I stayed in that show for 30 years, there were a couple of things, but one of the reasons why I stayed so long was because the world needed to understand that there was a new archetype on Broadway. Yes. And like I said, we don't talk about it nearly enough. That distinction isn't at the front of people's lips when we talk about Pinky Boots and Lola. I'm saying it. This is your space. Because it's important mm -hmm. to the mm -hmm. transition. You know, it's important, sorry, to the evolution mm -hmm. of the great white way. So I feel really blessed because I understood early and I took the necessary steps to do what I wanted to do. Yes. Not what other people thought I should do. You know, when I walked away from Broadway, folks thought I was crazy. And it was crazy. But I also knew that I had already done everything that I was interested in doing in that way mm -hmm. for the first decade of my career. And if it wasn't going to be anything more than that, then I was good. Yes. I was good. I was ready to move on. And I did. I moved to Los Angeles. I went to screenwriting school. I started directing. I started writing. I discovered other avenues and angles wherein I could be creative. And that's where the hyphen started to come. Man. I didn't even know I could write until I realized that if I didn't create it, it wasn't going to get created. Because I was sitting here waiting for my friends to write me shit. And they weren't. And I was almost bitter about it until I started writing myself. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. first thing they said was, you write what you know. <sighs> oh, my God. Right. You write what you know. Of course, Jason Robert Brown is going to write Parade. Yeah. Of course, Adam Gettle is going to write Light in the Piazza. Mm -hmm. They can't tell my story better than I can tell my story. Exactly. And once, and once again, there weren't people of color in that space. Charlie Smalls died after writing The Wiz. Mm -hmm. Who else was there who would have been in that space, right? So I, I, I didn't know that I could be in that space. I didn't, I didn't know. You know, Lin-Manuel Miranda changed everything for me. And I'm 10 years older than him, or at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like the internet cracked open a space for the young people to understand their worth. 
I did not understand my worth early on. I did not understand that the stories could and should come from me. Who could tell the black queer story better than me? The audacity, right, <laughs> to understand that and know that and then step into the fullness of it. And that's what I spent my 30s trying to do. Because they didn't want you to so that know. By the time I got to 40, say that one more time. They didn't want you to know. The people and the gatekeepers in the industry well, didn't want you to know that you could tell the stories. That's why multi-hyphenating hasn't been talked well, about. You better speak about it. You know? <laughs> you better speak on it. I mean, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 that's the thing is that is that everyone everyone knows you could write your own shit, but the people that have the stories to tell, the people that have the perspective, that have survived, that have been othered, that are part of marginalized communities, queer people, trans people, gay people, uh, people of color, uh, Jewish people, um, so many different people, people with disabilities. We are the ones with the stories we're telling, and right. And I will say, however. As a 53-year-old person mm -hmm. who went to drama school in 1987, mm -hmm. there were three archetypes mm -hmm. for black men that existed. Oy. There was James Earl Jones, the patriarch. Mm -hmm. There was Denzel Washington, the genius, uh, the, the, uh, the sex symbol. Uh -huh. And there was uh, Eddie Murphy, the genius clown. Wow. I was the last generation of artists who went to these training programs and were taught to be brilliant interpreters of other people's material. Mm. We were also, you know, we were taught to do Shakespeare. We were taught to do Sondheim. We were taught to do che Chekhov. We were taught to do Candor and Air. We were taught to do, you know, whatever. The list goes on and on. We were taught to inhabit these spaces that weren't, that didn't really have anything to do with us. Yeah. You know, the best we had was August Wilson. Yeah. And a raisin in the sun. So I didn't understand that I could and should take up space. And the only way for it to happen is for me to discover the how of that. When I discovered that it was that it should be me. All bets were off. And now you see the person who's in front of you. This, I think, is what you describe as, there's a quote that you say, as the trajectory of leaning into your authenticity. Yeah, I'm the first of something. I don't think we understand as human beings who live in a space where the status quo is enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to be shady. I'm not no. saying this to be shady. Mm -mm. But I was the first at Carnegie Mellon. I've been a first. Everywhere I go, I've been a first. Yes. People don't know what to do with a first. How many times did I hear, oh my God, he's the most talented. We don't know what to do with him. Cast me <laughs> in the fucking part. Let me tell the story. That you're giving to, that you're giving to every white boy who shows up. Every single white boy in the business played the MC during that run. Every mm -hmm. single white boy mm -hmm. in the business who had a level of skill and presence and, you know, 
They all played the part. My <laughs> life now is redemptive. I love. I'm obsessed with this conversation. I'm obsessed with you. I'm. A, I love this. The, but look at what the trajectory of leaning into your authenticity brought you. We're talking about. We're talking about how yeah. you had, you had to create your your uh your material and write and produce. But look at what you just did for a strange loop. Right, you are a yeah. ton- you're a Tony yeah. winning producer for a Strange Loop, and you, by being a producer on that show, gave space to an to to an, uh, another black writer and cast of black artists, and uh, you are continuing to not to to you are continuing to give space for other artists for black artists to see themselves and have a space in this industry so even if you're not right you're not and even, that was my whole point yeah i'm not even what honey no you're not even writing the piece you are doing it in a different way you are sharing you are you are yeah. experiencing a different hyphen a different talent something that you something that you're that maybe and i don't mean to speak on this for you but maybe you're not known for as as the first thing right when i think of billy porter i think of brilliant actor uh but but now you have you have producer in your hyphen in in your hyphen identity and you're a tony winner for that and look at the film and, and film and television director bam but I directed Anything's Possible, which is my first feature film on Orion Pictures, which is on Amazon. Amazing. Um, 86 Fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And yes. um, I directed an episode of Accused, which is the new Fox hit series. Amazing. Starring Jay Harrison G. By yes. The way, uh, as icon. A, a drag icon. performer. Amazing, amazing um, episode. Um, you know, I started to think out of the box for myself. Yeah. And I started to challenge myself. And, you know, Billy, I, had a, I had a teacher, Billy Wilson, in, um, in college. She said, you know, I'm going to have to hold myself to a higher standard mm. because the people around me aren't going to know the difference. Uh-huh. And the first 10 years of my career, was, it was, that is exactly what happened. Everybody else was fine and comfortable with me coming in and stopping shows and just doing that. Mm -hmm. There was a glass ceiling on what a black queen could be. Damn. Now, because of the doors that me and my generation kicked down, because it's not only me, but me and my generation kicked down, you have a strange loop. Mm -hmm. You have Alex Newell as a soccer mother of the earth and stopping shows over there. As his, as his non-binary, whatever, he, he, she, they, that bitch, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. He stands there with that blouse on, with his titties out, with her yes. titties out, with that wig, and screams, there's nobody better than that. Yep. Before or after, there's no one, not a white woman, can ever... <laughs> And they and don't. That's usually a big white. That's usually a big white woman part that he's doing. Have you seen that? Yep. Have you seen what he what she's doing? Yeah. Have you seen it? It's like amazing. I mean, I literally burst into tears this morning when I watched it online. I was like, "Oh my god!" And there's no question that it's him, her, they. She's bringing in the people that have paved the way. She's bringing in Nell Carter. She's bringing in yeah. 
you. She's paying homage. Billy to Porter. She, Billy, yes, she is. Every and single person. Jennifer Holiday. Yep. Stephanie Mills, Melba yep. Moore, all of yep. them. All of them. She's taking them with her. And that's what's incredible yeah. about you and about Michael R. Jackson and about uh, L. Morgan Lee and about all of these incredible black artists that are on stage or, or creating moments today. You all take what you know, what we were talking about before. You take who you know, what you know, yeah. and you continuously, continuously break that glass ceiling because there's always a glass ceiling to break. Well, yes, there is. I'm about to break it in music too. Okay. With my new album. We love tour. We love a transition. <laughs> we love a transition. And so let's talk about your tour, shall we? You have Yeah, yep, yep. The Black Mona Lisa tour. Speak Volume on it. 1. Volume 1. What do we need to know cuz you're going so I'm going to put all of the I'm going to put all of the cities on Instagram and all of that good stuff. And I'll also put it in the introduction for this uh, for this episode. But you are you're going on a good tour. The Black Mona Lisa tour volume one. What do we have to know about it? So a little context, you know, my first R&B album. Came out. Um, in 1997. Mm hmm. And the business was very homophobic. Mm -hmm. And that didn't work out so well for me. They kicked my black faggot ass out. And I can say faggot because it's like the N-word for black people. I'm reclaiming the word of my oppressors. So, and, and the, the dismissal was violent. The mm -hmm. rejection was violent. You know, that's what they were calling me. Mm. That's what they were calling me. So now all these years later, I get to come back and come back on my own terms. So Black Mona Lisa is the name of the album. I was working with Justin Tranter on this record. He's a first. First clear out singer songwriter, songwriter now. He was also an artist before and got kicked out too because of his queerness. He came back as a songwriter and is the top in the business maybe ever at this point. So now the two of us have come together and I'm, and I'm, you know, at his studio and we're writing music with him and his crew, you know, for months and months at a time, you know, I say he's like the queer Barry Gordy. He has a house. He has, you know, three different things going on at the same time. You know, mm -hmm. it's magical. It's a magical place. And, um, so we were, we were probably eight or nine months into writing this album and we were sitting around talking about what we wanted to do and what we wanted to say on that day. And black Mona Lisa just fell out of the sky. I don't remember who, I don't remember. I don't remember. All I know is it was like the room stood still and 20 minutes later we had written a monster hit. Black Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa represents the past, the present, and the future. Mm -hmm. And so do you, baby. Creatively, artistically, and so do I. Mm -hmm. And so it's perfect because as we live in an ageist society, I know there are going to be some questions about me being a 53-year-old pop star. Mm -hmm. 
I have no question. Let him ask always all, been a pop star. Let him ask all the y'all questions. Y'all are just catching up. Exactly. Yeah, let him, y'all let are him, just catching up. Let him ask. We knew. But I've been here the whole time, right? And so, so Black Mona Lisa sort of, speak, for me, speaks to that. I am the past, the present, and the future. I will always be relevant. Billy Porter. And so, yes. No, you are, you are the past, present, and future. And I, I want to keep having this conversation, but I know that I have to let you go, continue to be a multi-hyphenate in the world around you right now. But yeah, you- we can fi- we're still finishing it. Oh. But, like, you know, we can finish this. Um, I like it when the conversations are good. Yes. I like it when people ask me real questions. Did I do that? I like that? it when people <laughs> do their research. Yes. Well, I've stayed on the phone, haven't I? I, I know, like it when true. people, you know, ask more than, how does it feel? Oh, my God. that drives me crazy. Yeah. So anybody who asks me something that's deeper than how does it feel <laughs> gets to have me for a longer period of time. I love so it. Just so you know, tell your friend, <laughs> ask him something real, please. I'm putting that on my website forever. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah. And so, you know, the concert is my return to the music industry on my own terms, the album, the concert, I'm going out, I'm fronting a band for the first time in at least six years Mm -hmm. as myself. Mm. You know, I've been playing characters for a decade. I haven't been Billy. But now I get to go out and minister as Billy. I came mm. from the church. Mm. You know, that language is churchy. I know it's churchy, you know, but I'm giving the world a big bear hug. This concert is a celebration of life, of love, of joy, of hope, of peace. We have been in this collective trauma mm-hmm. for a long time. We're still in the middle of it. Mm. None of us are okay, and that is okay. And I'm going to speak to the people in person to create a space where we can heal together. That's my only intention with this concert and this album and this next phase of my music life. You know, my life was saved and changed by the art. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the art. My art is activism Mm -hmm. and I engage with it every single minute of every single day and I love what I get to do. We know you do because we see it and because the things that you do, not one person is giving you permission to do the things that you do. You do it. You create it because you have a perspective and a story to tell because you understand that there are little ones that, that there are, there are people that are younger than you. Okay, that need you yeah. and your perspective. Your lived experience has happened before, yeah. and it's and it happens in other bodies, in other souls, in other countries, in other time periods. And you have the responsibility as an artist to make it known, make that your experience, yeah. your survival, that you are still standing at this age and creating. You're a sex symbol. You are you are a uh, you're a magician in terms of what your vocal dexterity. You are. Uh, you are a a learned um, 
fully thought out, fully uh, 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 dimensional, meaty performer. You, you're the space that you take up is needed, and I'm so glad that you are going across this across the country on this tour. And not only are you doing that, but you are debuting a new song, and that song is called. It's a new single called "Baby Was a Dancer." Baby was a dancer is out already. the The concert will be um, a retrospective of my life in sections in segments. Um, I'm doing ten new songs from the album Amazing. that comes out late summer, early fall. Uh, I'm going back to the '90s and doing my R&B stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a '90s R&B section. I'm doing my Broadway stuff. I'm doing Kinky Boots, of yes. course. Uh, I'm doing my political stuff. I'm doing my gospel stuff, and then we end with a dance party. You know, so it's everything. And I'm just so excited. I'm really thrilled um, to be able to have the space and the opportunity to do this. It's not a given. Mm -hmm. And I don't take that lightly. You know, yes, I have created this space for myself. Yes, I can speak on that. And the doors have opened, and I'm grateful for that. I, we're grateful for it too. And what's amazing is that the doors open and you keep them open. You don't you don't create the spaces and say, "Well, I'm the one that did it." You can't you can't you can't do it after. Oh you, no! You keep it because people do that. So you know, you, everybody comes in behind me. Everybody yep. comes in with me. Everybody comes in with me. You know, you like it. Kamala Harris said, I might. And when I, and, and when I would watch Strange Loop, it's that. It's like, oh my God. I mean, it's the first time in my life he could have just been writing my story. Mm-hmm. The only thing different is that Usher is overweight. That's the only thing different in that story. Every single thing in that story is my life. Including going to church every week with the age of God's punishment chorus. Everything. I would just weep. I would just weep. I couldn't even, I I would just sit there and weep. Weep and just weep. And it's unbelievable. That it even exists. We couldn't even exist before. So, you know, it's a new day. The change has already happened. Don't be scared. Don't be terrified. The only thing that's constant is change. The world only spins forward. Let's hunker down. Let's do the work. Let's make sure that humanity survives. I'm, I'm finishing my day. Billy Porter, the world will continue to spin forward at the rate that it is as long as we got you. So keep keep producing, keep creating. I can't wait to see you. New York, you're in New York, uh, May 31st. I'm going to post the dates on my social media. I'm going to post the dates, uh, uh, you know, on all my social media. And I will also put it at the top of the um the intro and uh i will be there i cannot wait to see you and thank you thank you thank you for being on dear multi-hyphenate i am so honored to be sharing this space with you and i can't wait to have you in the photo studio so i can photograph you already yes. i've always wanted to do that so let's Absolutely. make that happen 
you are the best. Thank you so Thank much. You. I will. Absolutely. Thank you, sweetheart. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.